Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is your moment for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Chelsea at Human. I'm joined by Hamza Shiraz. Why don't you just explain to the viewers uh, what Human is, Hamza? Uh, basically, Human is where I come to do all my recovery work, all my hyperbaric chamber um, cryo work, recovery work, everything, and massive shout out to Dr. E for sorting it out. No, if uh, you need any of that work done to yourself, yep. give them a follow on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. Follow their Instagram, human. Um, I'll put it on my Instagram story and everything, so give them a shout. Definitely. Uh, Hamza, how was your break in Dubai? Uh, I take it you were back in uh, London for Christmas and New Year's, huh? Yeah, no, listen, it was needed, well needed. After all the riffraff, it was a good little, good little holiday to get away. Um, just refresh the mind, you know, but as boxers, as, as is needed, you know what I mean, refresh the mind, catch up with family out there, catch up with um, sponsors, my management, my management group, quantum management out there. And it was a good little break. It's good to be back and good to be training and getting back into the swing of things, man. So it was a good break, but did you kind of um, have the ability to take your mind off boxing? Or was it on your mind out there? To be fair, it was fresh, fresh off my last fight. And I think the backlash from that fight was kept carrying on, carrying on. So when I say it was a break, it wasn't really that much of a break because when I was like when I was um, going when I went F one, all everyone asking was happening with the fight. When's the rematch? This, that, the other, and I had to keep explaining it over and over again. But um, yeah, man, it was. Aside from that, it was a good break. Mm. Well, we are going to address the fallout because it's the first proper interview you've done. Mm. Since first one, yeah, yeah, first one. Um, but what's it been like? since this fight because obviously this is a completely different experience you breeze through fighters before yeah. it's been everyone supporting you it's glitz and glamour mm. around you I feel in a sense a positive out of this is actually your profile and stock has gone up yep. it, all publicity yeah. is even good or bad it's <laughs> yeah. still publicity but this has been a different post fight experience for you how's it been especially with the stick you know what to be fair you know the first week when it happened I was a bit like damn how do I deal with this and that because you're getting abuse that you've never really ever had before, racism, everything. But this was like through the roof. It was crazy. Not that it affected me because I'm thick-skinned as it is anyway. But like you said, it was a, it was different. You, normally, I'm used to have getting praised and saying just all good stuff. And it was just like, boom, it was a flip side of everything. It was crazy. Like, you this, you that, you cheating little scumbag, you... All the names under the sun, you name it, I've been called it. But, you know, after a week, it was like, all right, what haven't I been called now? Do you know what I mean? It was... I got used to it, but listen, as a as a professional athlete, it's good I'm dealing with these things now. Do you know what I mean? It's good I'm dealing with these things now. And listen, I'm grateful for it, to be honest. You know, that sounds a bit silly me saying that, but I am grateful for it because 
I'm learning how to deal with it. And these these are the these are the skills you need in in life to progress, not just as a boxer, but just just as a person as well. So it's developed you as a person. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's made me a lot more mature, and it's made me just not, in all honesty, not give like flying f about what anyone thinks or what anyone says. Now, all I used to, I know I used to say I didn't, but at the back of mind, you did. But after that, it's just like it is what it is, isn't it? Like as long as I keep winning, I keep doing my thing. I'll be good. How would you reflect on your performance and Bradley's performance? Listen, the best way to sum that up is my worst beat his best. That's how I look at it. My worst, worst time you could get would be the definitely the best Bradley's keep that there was. If in all honesty, listen, he was like I said, he was old, he was old man in me at times. I'm not one to shy away from it. His experience was was key, but in the end, in the end, I did get to him, and I understand everyone's. Every, I understand the part I hit him when he was down. During the fight, I didn't see that I hit him when he was down because I, if you look at it, I was on top of him. So I didn't see his knee or his hand touch the floor and obviously I hit him with him a few shots. But listen, aside from that, if we take that away, yeah? If you take that away, you've got to remember how he got on the floor. I hit him with a right hand and he got on the floor, right? It was a knockdown. It was a legit knockdown. I think people are forgetting that. They think that he just dropped down to his knee and I gone and smacked him on the floor. It wasn't that. And mm. I've been saying to everyone, if you took away them extra shots, even if he did get up, I could bet my house on it. That round and next round, the outcome would still be the same. Okay, let's address um, the, the the shot that did put him down. Now yeah. I've seen a lot of people talk about that, and it was a punch to the back of the head. But that happens in boxing yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was just your momentum that, yeah. that took you from him. We've seen that numerous times. Yeah. Um, when a fighter's trying to roll a shot, he gets caught in the back of the head, gets mm. clipped, and goes down. So that was the first one. What people were really aggrieved about was the two clean shots yeah. whilst he was on the floor. Yeah. Now you addressed this uh, in your statement which we'll come on to as well mm. um, where you you know categorically said you aren't, aren't a cheater and you never will yeah, be. Yeah of course. Um, can you understand why people might have thrown that accusation? Yeah of course they can because when I looked at it back it was it was when it was done but at the same time you've got to remember for my brother it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. If it was intentional I would have thrown four, five, six. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was a momentum kind of thing. And obviously, it's happened now. I can't undo it. Obviously, I've apologised for it. Um, like offered him the rematch. And obviously, you know what's happened with that. Um, but yeah, listen, I understand where people are coming from. I do. I put out a statement. As a as a sportsman, as a fair sportsman, I, I did offer him the rematch. And um, he declined it. So from my point of view, there's not much I can really do now apart from move on. Hmm. Okay, so... The two shots um, that he got hit with when he was on the floor, if he had, of course, stayed down, there could have been a potential disqualification. Yep. Um, I'm sure you, you realise yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, however, he said that Steve Gray told him, um, if you don't get up, I'm going to stop the fight. Yep. Um, that obviously got reviewed by the board, etc. But I think what the, the general consensus is, if he had stayed down... Mm then there would have been an opportunity to disqualify yourself. Yep. But because he got up, yeah. then obviously the fight was carrying on. Yep. So uh, do you think a lot of people are failing to understand that point? Of course they are. Of course they are. It's boxing at the end of the day. People, they're, they're thinking with anger more than anything. Do you know what I mean? They're all frustrated that... Because he's got a lot of supporters. You know, he has. He's been around boxing for a long time. He's got a lot of support. And that's what they're reacting upon. But obviously... What was said between him and Steve, I, I can't really comment on because I was on the other side of the Did ring. Did you hear anything? Or not? No, nothing because the back was towards me, wasn't it? So I can't really comment on that. But at the end of the day, he got up and he fought. He got up and he fought. So I think regardless of what anyone says, he got up and he fought and then he got stopped. So 
the outcome was the same. And like I keep saying, I've offered him the rematch. Like, what more can I honestly do than that? I can't go back and undo anything. So we did offer him the rematch. So yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, as I said, if he had stayed down, then that would have gone further. Yeah. It would have been up to Steve Gray what he did there. Exactly. Um, but once it went for review, it's a lot of people were saying it's like when a, a player gets sent off, mm. they can't really undo, undo that it. Of course, yeah. After um, and the fact that he did carry on, if he then knocked you out, then mm. like he was he was willing to to fight on. Yeah. Um, but from his point of view, there was a, a lot of confusion, which yeah. could have happened in in between Dom, Steve and Bradley. Yeah. Um, and then two days later, I believe, on the 6th of December, you put out a statement on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just summarise what that statement was? It was basically, I was just telling him that, listen, it wasn't purpose, purposely what, it wasn't with intention that I, I hit him on the floor. And I credited him for, for his performance, said it was definitely his best performance to date. Um, and yeah, said I'd offered him the rematch. And that was that really. And I apologised, obviously I apologised to his fans, apologised to my fans as well. Um, but like I said, it is what it is. It's boxing. I released another statement as well regarding the rematch, uh, and yeah, that's where that's where I was with that, my man. That's where I was with that. Okay. How do you believe a rematch would have gone? I reckon I like hands hand on heart. I reckon I would have got him out there within six rounds because, listen, what he could only do the same thing. He wouldn't stand and fight with me at the end of the day. So so yeah, that's where that that would um, lead me. But one thing that did confuse me a bit about this whole situation was um, after the fight, straight after the fight, um, I went to his change room. I apologised to him there and then said it was just one of them things. That's exactly what he said to me. He goes, it's one of them things in boxing that happens. Uh, Dominic Ingles said the same thing. And then if any, it was giving me, Dominic Ingles was there, but it was, giving, it was giving me advice for the future. Like he was saying, I remember what he said to me, he goes, this is a selfish sport. He goes, I keep training hard, keep doing what you're doing. And listen, at the end of the day, if you're upset about what's just happened, you won't give me advice. You tell me to get get the fuck out of the training room. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and then after that, he come into my change room. We took pictures and everything. Like, I even should have got a picture on my phone. Man, took pictures and everything. I could be like a little girl and go on social media and look. That's the thing there. Look, you see it there. That was after literally straight. You got that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that was straight after. Literally straight after the fight, man. So when the interviews come out the couple the, the day after, I was confused. Honestly, I was like, I swear this is all sweet. Like the, straight after the fight, we were like, as men, we addressed it spoke about it and then he's going on all on his interviews saying oh, I'm not going to forgive Hamza um, for what he's done I'm not ready to forgive him but I understand where he's coming from but at the end of the day it's not personal it's not personal at all between me and him I respect him as a fighter um, I respect him as a person but I think now it's just going on a bit too much do you know what I mean I think personally it's going on a bit too much listen at the end of the day we've offered him the rematch I'll keep banging on about the rematch because as a sportsman the most I can do is that the board didn't order the rematch. The board didn't order it. That's what people don't understand. They didn't order it. I said, me and um, uh, Frank and Andy sat down and he said, listen, we'll make this happen again. Like, we don't need to. We could easily ignore it and carry on and act like nothing ever happened. But we thought for it to be fair, for it to be happy and it to be a genuine genuine outcome, we'd offer him the rematch. But that's where we stand with that. I think you've got a coffee waiting outside. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I will say about that, about the, the photos, obviously... In the moment, straight after the fight, people might not grasp fully what's happened. He might have then looked at the, the BT Sport highlights the next day and the social media outburst yeah. and kind of reflected on it and then spoke about yeah. it. So just from Bradley and Dom's point of view, that might have been why there might have been a different uh, kind of feeling in the changing room yeah. to hours after the fight. Yeah. Um, but as you said, you there was no rematch clause. The ball didn't order it after not the review. Yeah. Your team offered that rematch. Was that... 
an easy decision to make. Of course it was, straight away, literally the next day. I remember Dev done an interview with me and he said, will you do the rematch? And I said, yeah, 100%, I do the rematch. Um, and then next day, obviously, after everything, we said the best way to address it is is straight away before, if the board do order, let's do it before they order it. And as sportsmen, get it, get it cracking again and let's make it let's, let's make it happen a second time and make it fair. But he's declined the rematch, said he's not ready for it, said he won't be rushed into it. But at the end of the day, he claims he's like, no disrespect to him, he claims he's a warrior, he claims he's a fighter. At the end of the day, you'd get in the ring straight away with me and um, you jump at the chance. Do you know what I mean? If he, he, was, he, was, he was winning the fight, so he claims that he's a warrior. So if that was me, I'd personally jump at the rematch. I think it was for a February date it was, or a March date even. So it was plenty of time. I'm going to be fighting then anyway, regardless. So, so yeah, man. Well, Frank said he's not running any shows January, February. So that would have been a March, a March date. March, yeah. Um, and you believe and your team made a, a substantial offer to Bradley for that rematch? Yeah, of course, as as he deserved after that fight. Do you know what I mean? As he deserved. So, yeah, that's that. That's been declined. And so now we move on. Was there a reason given why that wasn't? Just said no. Just all, all I saw was he said no and he said he won't be rushing to a rematch. And that was that. That's all I heard from it last. Okay. And my last question to you. Um, Watching the first fight, obviously he dominated the fight. You were closing the gap right at the end, Never but it did end, take yeah. you a long time to do Very so. Very long time. So why do you believe you get him out of there if that fight were to happen within six rounds? Because I'll tell you what it was. You know at the press conference when he was saying he's going to come smash my face in, I honestly thought that he'd stand with me and fight with me. I thought he'd bring something different, stand with me and fight with me. But obviously he didn't and it took me... It was a bit stupid of me, to be honest with you. It was a bit stupid of me to think that. But, uh, I mean, as my first big domestic fight, I think I did learn a lot from it. I learned a hell of a lot from it. And, um, yeah, I did close the distance eventually. Uh, and that was that, man, yeah. Okay. Were you disappointed that you weren't able to adjust quicker in that fight? I was. I was disappointed. You can ask everyone. I wasn't... Like I said, my, that's what I said. My worst beat his best at the end of the day. Um, but it's boxing, Umar. It's boxing at the end of the day. As long as I learn from this, uh, take... A lot of pointers, a lot of from from like the critics and from all boxing, from all boxing uh, pundits and coaches and everyone. As long as I take on the uh, advice, and and um, I'm not I'm not ignorant to it. I'm sure the next performance should be a hell of a lot better. And what was Ricky's thoughts on it? Uh, Ricky said the same thing. He goes, "Listen, you should just close a different uh, distance earlier." He goes, um, "Should have pressed him earlier. Should have used the jab a lot more." But at the end of the day, should have, could have, would have. Do you know what I mean, should have, could have, would have, man. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll be back in America. I think end of this month for camp so I'll definitely be making them adjustments so yeah as I said there's actually some positives to take out of this experience yeah. um, is there any regrets I suppose the, the only regrets that you have from that night are the two shots whilst he was down on the floor you say it wasn't intentional yeah but of course they, you know you, you did the right the honourable thing on offering a rematch what you can control you did yeah. but I guess the two shots whilst he was on the floor that is something you regret Hamza yeah I would say I regret about the same thing you got married. it was not intentional I didn't see him on the floor, do you know what I mean? Because I was on top of him, hence why I threw that, that, that hook. But listen, it's one of them things that can't be undone. Obviously, I'm sorry for it. Um, I've done my utmost, what I could possibly do. And um, I can't I can't do more than that. Okay, well, since he hasn't taken a rematch, yeah. uh, your career moves forward. Yep. Uh, can you give us any updates? Uh, hopefully, I'll be moving to 160 now. I'll be moving to 160. We're just waiting on a uh, confirmation for a uh, title, hopefully. Because I want to get straight back into title contention. I don't want to move up to middleweight and then build my way up. I want to get straight into a title contention and work my way towards a towards a world title, God willing. But yeah, just um, 
as we're coming to the end of this interview, I just want to say a massive thanks to Andy, to Frank, to my team for the way like we had to handle that situation, the, the advice I was given. Um, because look, think about it, for, for a 22-year-old to receive that much, I, I am thick-skinned as it is to receive that much online abuse and whatnot. It is like a bit of a shock, but it's one of the things, and my team helped me a lot with that as well. So massive shout-out to them and massive shout-out to quantum management over in Dubai who are helping me a lot as well so without them I don't think I'd really be here right now okay you said that you're looking to move to 160 yeah. uh, for your next fight day so no more questions about what you're still <laughs> doing at super welterweight is that uh is that confirmed uh yeah it's confirmed I'll definitely be moving to 160 100% I'm done at 154 I was I was only going to stay at 154 if Bradley took the rematch that was the only thing I was gonna gonna that's the only reason I was gonna stay at 154 because listen it was hard making the weight last fight it's the hardest it's ever been to be fair and um yeah no no excuses and I think but I think now's the time to move to 160 so and there's some great fights potential fights at 160 there's some great fighters there it's a good division domestically and and on the world scene so hopefully I can get my name out in there and you said a March date you're looking at yeah hopefully looking at a March date end of March hopefully um, yes, I'm just going to be gearing up towards that and the UPC Hamza Shiraz at 160. Okay, well, listen, Hamza, I appreciate you doing your first interview since that fight, which was spoken about a lot with Brandon yeah. Skeet, but obviously that's a chapter now gone. Yeah. I think you can close it off yeah. uh, from this video that's and it. then move on to March at middleweight. Is there anything you'd like to add or anyone you want to give a shout out to? Just a massive shout out to my whole team. Uh, massive shout out to obviously yourself for allowing me to do this interview, man. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, man, obviously, massive. Uh, thank you to the Mighty Allah for allowing me to be here today. And yeah, we move forward now. And I did see at the, the end of your statement, you said it's nothing personal between you, of course, uh, yourself, Bradley Skitt and Domingo, and yeah. you wish them the best moving forward. Of course, man, it would never be personal. It never, I think from there, from Bradley's behalf, it might be. It might be, but I don't like. Maybe he'll let it go one day. I don't know because I was cool with him before the fight. Uh, yeah, it's not personal at all, man. So I wish Bradley, I wish Dominic, the whole team, the best. Best of luck and good luck in the future. Okay, Hamza Shiraz, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Wish you a massive 2022, starting off at middleweight in March, yep. all right? God bless. <laughs> Cheers, Ima. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.